Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Bessas Hashem, Shalom Bayis, Shear number 51 Email address, shalombayis777 at gmail.com It is um, a big chesed that you focus on your wife or your husband's potential and show your confidence in them Husband should show his confidence and build the confidence of his wife and the wife should build the confidence of her husband. They're both uniquely uh, um, capable and it's unique opportunity to build each other up and to have them build the confidence in, in places where they were not confident before. And uh, when we talk about expressing building confidence in one another, it's important not to do the opposite, to do things um, or to say things or to act in a way that would cause an undermining of that confidence. Examples of this would be that if a man asks his wife all the time, you know, for an exact accounting of how she spends the money, that implies in many ways that he doesn't trust her. Or if he complains about the supper not being ready on time, he's implying that she's wasting time or that she's disorganized. Same with the husband, coming home late from work, and she questions strongly his lateness, implying that he went somewhere he shouldn't have, and, you know, or whatever it is. And all of this breeds a hurt, breeds a disrespect. And uh, that's why, um, you know, it's very important to avoid those types of behaviors. And to avoid this, sometimes you have to clarify. So, for example, the husband does come late and he forgot to tell his wife that he was coming in late or something happened. He should he should try to be upfront about it. You know, sorry, uh, you know, I was late because of this and that. I had a traffic uh, a situation or I did stop off to the store because I really needed to buy this and this. And uh, maybe I should have done it at a different time, but I felt I really needed it and this is what I did. The wife can explain, you know, I don't have supper ready because this and this took place and the, and one of the children uh, needed extra help with their homework and then something happened here and there. So the explanation of it definitely often diffuses that type of tension by giving the information to understand why something happened and that could diffuse a lot of potential um, arguments and misunderstandings and hurts because there's a trust level there by being upfront in a kind way uh, to one another. So even if, okay, so the wife would say, maybe next time, you know, you have to go to the store, maybe you could find another time to go, whatever. But that, those explanations and talking it through when these things happen, um, first of all, it arises that you're not in uh, in a suspicious or judgmental mode of what your husband's doing that he could have done better and what your wife was doing at home and that's part of the mitzvah of you know it's brought down that a person even if he's a tzaddik and he does everything well and not does everything right he needs to still behave in a way that would avoid unnecessary suspicion and do things that are not, uh, does not, that even though they're kosher, they may not look right, he should avoid doing that or explaining why he's doing that. Same thing over here. If it's very easy to explain, 
Um, you know, and it usually is extremely easy to explain why he was late, why the supper wasn't ready, uh, why, um, you know, uh, you were supposed to call at this and this in time for something and you couldn't take care of it. And, you know, and by explaining it, you remove a lot of these unnecessary and untrue suspicions or accusations of things um, that are actually incorrect. And uh, that's why if either one you sense is being suspected of doing something wrong, and they can clear it up easily, so instead of getting upset, well, how could you suspect that I'm doing something wrong, just simply explain it. You know, explain it. And um, that's, uh, you know, an easy way to diffuse the situation. person also needs to know that every encounter with a husband and wife between each other is a spiritual trial. It's actually a test. Uh, it can every every encounter, every communication can cause your husband or your wife great joy and comfort, or the reverse. It could cause anger and resentment. And very often, the choice is yours. The choice is ours. If we make it a goal in our life, one of the main goals in our lives to be a good husband and a good wife, and that is a main goal in your life then you learn how to become real role models to become that. You know, and uh, a lot of this, by the way, is who you look up to, you know, and, and if you look up to people from the tzaddikim, from the ones that had good midas, for the people that really worked on themselves and had good marriages because they worked on themselves and they're your role models, and you try to follow that type of pattern of behavior, it'll be easier for you to do so. It'll be actually easier for you also to be more loyal and faithful and to have Shmira Seinayim and, um, and, and, and all those things. Because take it as an example. You know, who, who do you admire? You admire someone like Ramosha Feinstein? Or do you admire a, you know, one of these very talented but troubled uh, famous movie actors that are very good-looking and uh, has been on the top of the world. Who do you admire? Now, the truth is, a lot of how you admire reflects your views and morality. So if you look up to a particular movie actor or actress and that, like, with an idolized way, and that's like a... You follow that type of pattern. You know that person cheats on everybody, sleeps with everybody, uh, you know, and uh, does all these things, then obviously, if that's your role model, uh, you're, you're not going to be inclined to follow uh, this pattern of being loyal and faithful. Well, if your um, role model is somebody that's a tzaddik, someone like Ramosha, someone like, uh, you know, and someone even that is a little more on our level, but he seems to be a wonderful person and a wonderful husband and or a wonderful wife that the women could, you know, learn from, then you start admiring those qualities, those very qualities that create that loyalty and that faithfulness. And it's easier, a lot easier, to follow those footsteps and the Nesianists are a lot easier. Because once you have that goal that you want to be that role model, you want to follow that type of pattern in life because that is the way. And you admire those people. So if you admire a person that was, is faithful to his wife, 
or you admire a person that's faithful to her husband and loyal and, and like like many tzaddikim were and are, then it's a lot easier to behave in that way. And the nesioinists are, are, are less difficult than if you admire somebody who does these uh, real terrible averis that even though they're enjoying themselves for the time being, um, it will, you know, this is not the way to live. And uh, as we know, and I studied a lot of these biographies, many of them end up in not good places. And um, so that's also an important factor, who you admire, who you look up to. Find somebody, you know, or learn from people that had or have good marriages, and not necessarily because it came naturally. And, and not necessarily because there weren't any tests or that there was difficulty uh, or clashes in personality or there were some difficult moments. But you learned from their character and how they build their character and how they grow. That is why it is an Indian. It's very important. You know, we try to teach children about Sipure Tzadikim, about Tzadikim and their life. Adults need to do that too. Adults need to do it in a mature way, a little less um, one-dimensional, like by children, where they hide uh, some of the human elements of failings that Sadiqim ultimately also have. And you know it's not as simple and as clear-cut as that. But nevertheless, they're Sadiqim. And you as an adult, even if they make errors and mistakes or whatever it is, but you learn from them these great lessons in life and emulate them on how to behave and how to create a pattern of good behavior. And that is really the key. It says in Mishlei, I think the Rabbeinu says, a person could be, is basically evaluated based on, how, on whom he praises, on who he looks up to, on who his role model is. That's what's important to him. So if he talks about um, immoral people, even though they're smart and they're resourceful and they're great, beautifully talented in the acting field and, and other types of unbelievable talents, but they're not good human beings morally, and you um, praise them all the time, then you're most likely not going to admire healthy character traits like loyalty and faithfulness and morality. Well, if you look up to the right people, the decent people, you will you will try to emulate that. So it's very important to know who you look up to, who you emulate, who you want to emulate. And that's a very important factor in your service of Hashem and who you're actually going to follow in the footsteps where you're going to be led. And in marriage, it's very important to have role models of people who were able to have beautiful marriages, even if naturally their characters clashed, but they worked on it. Have a wonderful day.